Who are the who are the best people in the hospital? Who? The ultrasound guys. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the look of absolute disgust on your visage then. I mean I enjoyed it, but I also hate it. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. it's fine. Uh sorry. <laughs> I guess that's as good a place to start as any. Well, welcome to Hey Brew. Uh, I'm Elliot Spirit. With me is Mike Jeffcott. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just throw me off with that so, sorry. joke. Uh, under the bus. with a shit joke. Yeah. Hey Brew. Hey Brew. Yeah, thanks. Um, so what's, what's been going on? I, I'll, I'll cut you off before you get a chance to answer that. My parents are here at the moment. Oh. It is. Not here with us now. No, that would be wild. Yeah. Episode two, guest starring my parents. Yeah. No, I, I'm just going through some strange motions because I, the night before they arrived, I, the next day I was going to speak at another conference because mm. I'm quite important. Uh-huh. Um, TM. Just feels like they should be quite important. TM. Oh, maybe. right. I thought TMC. No. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to speak at another conference, but I had to fly up to Sydney early the next morning. So the night before, I was up until 1 a.m. cleaning my house, cleaning oh. the, the nuts out of my house. You should have just paid someone to do that. Yeah, I should have, realistically. Um, I did it once because I let my place kind of get away from me. You know, when you just, you keep putting things off and then you look around and you're like, oh, this is actually fucked. Oh, yeah, that, this was the other week. This yeah. was realistically me just topping up. But I was right. up till 1 a.m. because I had to do packing and washing and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a nightmare. And then I came around, this was less than a week ago. And I came around the other day to find them deep cleaning my house. Wow. Which I'm both offended and quite excited by. Because I'm like, well, was <laughs> it that, that bad, you gross? Well, am I that much of an animal? Right. But also, my house is lovely well, yeah. now. It's so clean. Yeah. My cat's been steamed. That what? might be a joke. <laughs> it does seem smaller, but it might be just the diet's kicking right. in. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's wow. what's going on with me. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the process of moving house yeah i can see you've done a lot of packing i've done fuck all um i've got movers like it's next weekend i'm gonna do stuff i've got movers coming they're gonna take all the big stuff but i've got my current place until the middle of may so i've got time to Mm. move bits and pieces after all the big stuff's taken care of totally fair on on record i'd like to offer my services to help once the mics are off no no (laughs) no i give you a hand you know yeah we'll see how we go um so just to sort of welcome everybody back, thanks for listening. This is technically episode two. Technically, it is episode yeah. two. Well, we've got the episode zero as well. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Episode zero. Yeah, episode two. One day I'll get used to this number convention that yeah. the West has decided to adopt along yeah. with the rest of the world. Uh-huh. Um, so welcome to episode two. Thanks for listening again. Um, just to sort of remind you what happens, we sit here, we drink a beer. We're quite big fans of that. Mm-hmm. And we use the title of that beer to talk about a topic. Mm. Uh, however, we- however tangentially related they might be. Yeah, it's almost like we come up with the topics and then try and find related beers. I sometimes go the other way. I certainly haven't stood in the liquor store for ages while trying to find beer for unrelated sub, you know, unrelated activities like getting drunk and mm-hmm. gone, what would make good podcast uh, topics? Mm. I, I always wonder if this is going to be something we can sustain or we're going to have 20 episodes and that's it. No, people are always bringing out beers with weird names. I feel like... That is a good point. All the usual names have been used. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, 
um, I did last week, so this one is over to you. It's all on me. I'm handballing it to you now. Um, yeah, should we start with the beer first? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so this is, uh, the noise on the table is bad for the microphones. Uh, so this is coming from a Belgian brewery. How would you pronounce that? Phantom, I guess. There's a little accent over the O. Um, um, I don't I, know how that comes out of your mouth properly, but... I'm going to uh, adopt a potentially offensive Belgian accent. <clears throat> Fantome. That's <laughs> so off. Yeah. Uh, no, I've literally no idea. No. I'd say Fantome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, their logo seems to be a little ghost, or that might be because the name of the beer is Magic Ghost. Maybe. Um, I mean, the top of his head does look like he's wearing a condom. Yeah, that's one way of interpreting that. It could also be a clan mask. But I didn't want to say that. I've already mentioned the Nazis once. Well, that might not make the cut. But now it cool, is. Cool, great. Yeah. So, um, so it's a Belgian ale, although when we were looking around for more information on it, because it doesn't have much of a label on it, it said stuff about Saison, maybe farmhouse style. Mm. Um, it's got a cork in it, which is something I've never dealt with in a beer, and I didn't notice it until we sat down. So you didn't go scrabbling around for a corkscrew? Yeah, it turns out I had one. Brilliant. Um, um, so what, yeah. what I also like about it is that we were looking for more information on it and the the label doesn't give us anything so much so that we don't even know if it was Belgian or American or what. Like it says bottled in Belgium. It's got all American information on it. Yeah. Not seemingly intended for the US. Very yeah, confusing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Belgians just like to mess with people. They're like, haha, Imperial. That would explain their entire linguistic culpability. And I didn't know Where are you going with this? <laughs> Flemish is mental. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, okay. So, should we open this? Yeah. I'm afraid. Um, Is it because you're scared of ghosts? No. Because if you are, I can take over because I ain't afraid of no ghost. That's going to hold you right there. That's for the corkscrew. That's very much a bottle opener. Oh, yeah. Already off to a start. These noises are fantastic. I I really don't want to sound patronizing here. Do you want a hand with the cork thing? Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. That'll be good. Elliot drops the bottle, breaks it. Or corkscrew through his fingers. <laughs> Both bad options. Yeah, turn the bottle. That's it. The corkscrew is entering the cork. This is That's weird. Mm. Someone just got hairs on the back of their neck stand up. It's because of your sort of weird Boston pronunciation of cock. 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 <laughs> that sounds Park like something cock else. in the Harvard yard. <laughs> there it goes. That went really well. Yeah. Like alarmingly I'm so. Impressed. Nobody died and the cock cork. Um, <laughs> now you're stuck. Just shot out. Yep. You can just put you're that down. Right. We can deal with that later. <laughs> so yeah. Um, one thing to note, this one does have a... I, I, sorry, sorry, I'm going to go be on. that asshole. Smell the cork. I know that cork sniffing is considered to be one of those asshole things wine twats do. Oh, is it? Um, but it does smell quite good. Yeah. Also, I, know, I don't know if compared to last week... Or previous weeks, we've ratcheted the swearing up a lot, but it certainly feels that way. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it. It's, yeah, I don't really have a problem with it's it. It's just how we talk. That is a good point. Yeah. Maybe I've just been easing people into it oh, like okay. a warm bath. Yeah. Two, oh, two episodes straight. Do in. you want to deal with the... Foam? Yeah, there's a minor... Not explosion. It's sort of a minor trickle. Is that... I'm just going to pour it. Yeah. <clears throat> do you want to tip your glass? Yeah. It's just coming out real weird. It's because you... And then I'm going to go to. Oh. Yeah, so one of the notes we, we found that while is looking around carbonated. is carbonated. It did mention green tea mm. uh, in some of the places that were talking about this beer. Um, oh, 
it's kind of coming out with a vague green tinge. Hang on. Yeah, I didn't. I was dealing with an emergency. It's quite carbonated. Yeah, isn't it? I'm gonna let that settle because it's, it's come out with a wicked head. It's um, was that more Bostonian? Wicked head. Wicked head. <laughs> um, it's it. God, it's not the prettiest, is it? <laughs> the sediment floating around in there is a little unsettling. Well, not only that, but it is a sort of like. Is this just a Belgian thing? I don't know. No. I don't drink a lot of Belgian beer. You know when you're a kid and you're like, I've invented a new colour. But all you've done is just mix all the colours in your paints so together. So it's brown. Yeah, like that disgusting greeny brown. I think from what I was seeing when I was reading about this before, that's what it's supposed to look like. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It, it's quite uh, opaque. You're familiar with the phrase, just because you can doesn't mean you should though. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, I'm going to let you lead the charge here because yeah. AIDS is your beer and your story today. Well, do we want to have a quick taste? Well, that's what I mean, yeah. First? yeah. Yeah, so you, you get to start. Well, bottoms up. Yeah, given the color and the way it looks, that's surprisingly tasty. I, yeah, to be honest with you, I kind of took myself out of it slightly and was just expecting it to taste horrible for yeah, some reason, but yeah, it's actually too. quite nice. Um, like it's, what, 8%, so there's a bit of, a, there's a bit of an alcohol yeah, sort a, of burn, on, burn on the back end of that, but... It just tastes like a decent, strong ale. Um, mm. I can't think of how else to describe it. Like, it's not doing anything unusual for an ale. That's um, because the ghosts haven't come yet. Yep. Once the ghosts hit. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. That might hit halfway through the episode and then we're in trouble. Yeah. Contextually, without anyone seeing the label, which I guess I'll throw up online somewhere. Maybe, Maybe on our website. Don't make promises. That we own. Don't make promises that you can't fulfill. Maybe you'll find up on our website. Maybe. We'll see what um, happens. Then it'll make more sense. Mm. Um, yeah. As a strong ale, I think... Uh, this is the thing. If you drank a Belgian strong beer, like it mm. has that sort of nice... It's sort of rich flavor. Yeah. God, this is going to be hard to explain. Yeah. But it, I guess like a lot of people have probably tried a pale ale of some sort at this point because mm-hmm. um, they're just everywhere yeah um like flavor wise it's pretty similar to one of those it's just it's a bit heavier it's so okay so belgian beer i never find is like mind-blowingly flavorful mm. okay so it tastes like a little bit like biscuity is yeah um yeah, okay. it's toasted sort yeah. of like it's a lot of better with like a, a, a it's easy but i associate a lot of these flavors with colors okay so it's sort of like a medium brown yeah. Like in taste. Yeah, like a, a nice wine biscuit. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a Saison as well. So a yeah. Saison's a sour beer. So it's got... It's not all that sour though. No, it's not. This is obviously just like pretty low key mm. um, sourness. And it's just got like a little uh, sort of not quite vinegary, but that sort of silt sort of like bite that the flavor yeah. thing has. Yeah. So a little like kombucha sometimes has. Okay. I've never actually tried that. It's actually delicious. Is I saw it? someone the other day making shandy out of beer and kombucha. Seen... A lot of people saying that, no, actually, it tastes like crap. No, I even managed to get TJ onto it. Okay. And, you know, TJ, he's essentially a food hater, if he's never heard it before. <laughs> the least adventurous person when it comes to <laughs> food and drink. He's actually really good, but he, yeah. he likes to be angry about things that are slightly hipster, despite living I think in he just likes to be Clifton angry Hill about and stuff. being a hipster. This is going to be great for him only. Yeah. And maybe anyone B- else who knows him. B- big shout out to one of my angrier friends over nothing, TJ. Mm-hmm. Sup? Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm still just confused by the color. It really is an ugly, ugly, ugly yeah. beer. Yeah, it's like a yeah, that medium brown, but it is just thick in a weird way. Mm. Um, and one of the pictures we saw of this online, 
was someone pouring it towards the end of the bottle with a lot of the sediment and it came out quite a vibrant green color yeah and i'm wondering what's going to happen when we pour the second pour out of this mm, I'm, I'm intrigued can you taste any of that green tea that people are talking about? See, I've never actually had green tea, so I don't know what I'm looking for. What the hell are you doing? You I live in the north of Melbourne, so for those that aren't aware, <laughs> I just drink a lot of coffee. Melbourne is an incredibly hipster city, yeah. and north of Melbourne is like the epicenter. It's where they all live. It's yeah. it's the it's the uh, what's the place in Brooklyn called where all the hipsters live? Uh, Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah. It's the Williamsburg of Australia. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like much because it's Australia, but actually yeah. Australia's pretty hipster. Well, Mel- Melbourne especially. It's mm. like a especially hipster bubble as far as Australia is concerned. Yeah. And Mike lives right in the heart of it and seemingly never leaving. Well, I just I drink all the beer and coffee. I don't really go much outside of that. Yeah. No kombucha, no green tea. Yeah. Hand over your zany sneakers, sir, and your micro scooter. Uh, the first one I can confirm that I own. I don't own a micro scooter, though. We should probably get into this thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sweet. So you're <laughs> kicking us off today. I am. Why don't you tell us what it's about? Uh, yeah. So with the topic of Magic Ghost and the brewery being Fantone, I'm bringing up a story of something that was that got me excited when I was a teen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's vague enough for you. Yeah. Gonna, uh, no. So, so it's uh, something called the Phantom uh, Gaming Console. Um, which was sort of announced around 2002, 2003. Okay. Um, and, you know, I would have been about 12 or 13 at the time. Um, and it was, I, it, I don't know how, but it was just everywhere on the internet. Um, and we'll get into why that happened later. Um, like me and a friend, I don't know how we found it, but it was like, you know, when you just ended up with random computer desktop wallpapers for stuff, and yeah, I now can't remember where I found them, but I had one for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like that early 2000s vibe of like dark colors and blue neon was kind of their brand ah, aesthetic. Classic. Yeah. Um, so me and this... this <laughs> Makes me, me wish for a, for a long gone day of the far future. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a, a, a friend and I just got really interested in this thing, but we had no way of ever affording it. We were like 12. Um, but I'll get into sort of what it is first yeah. and then we'll go into some I was going to say, I have story. questions already, but yeah. that's the point. So it's actually pretty good timing. I don't know if you saw the announcement for Google Stadia. Yes, I have issues with it. Yeah, so we won't go into that. But, um, you know, before Google Stadia, which is... <laughs> I brought so many angry notes about this. <laughs> oh, we can do that later. Um, so for those who don't know, Google Stadia is essentially a cloud game streaming service where they're essentially running the game in Google servers and sending information down to you so that you're just playing it in a web browser. Yeah. So it's the Netflix of games as opposed to DVD. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're pretty gassy. Yeah. Um, so it allows you to offload all the, the computation of the game itself into Google servers and they're Mm. just essentially sending you audio video. Yes. Um, so there's been a few companies that have done or tried to do things like that in the past. Yeah. Uh, Newgrounds. I remember stick figure death. No. So I'm thinking more like PlayStation now. Um, which was an acquisition by Sony of a company called Gaikai. Um, They basically took their tech and turned that into PlayStation Now. Before that even was a company called OnLive. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. No. But they tried to do a similar thing to these other companies trying to do it now, but they just did not have the tech and network streaming wasn't really good enough when they did it. And there's a couple of other ones, but this was a company trying to do it in 2002 or saying that they were going to do it. We're going to get into 
what I what I mean by that. Yeah, th- um, this is a big lead in. What a tease. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the term vaporware before. I have. Would you like to? I'll quickly define it define anyway. It for the um, so it's a uh, computer term essentially, which means it's a product that is talked about, marketed, announced to the public, but it never actually exists or gets made. And, and it's never officially cancelled as the other thing. So. Yeah, it never eventuates. It's not like they, they're just lying about it. It just never makes well, it to completion, does it, basically? This one might be one of the cases where, oh. where they're actually lying about things. And that it, it the, the irony did strike me of us, you know, talking about something called the Phantom, which turned out to be vaporware. Yep. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I just find that really pleasing. Uh, for, for the first eight months, this podcast was very much vaporware. It was. It yeah. kind of still is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we will release. So it was made up of a, a couple of things that were marketing. So it was the Phantom Game Console, which I'll show you a picture of and we can try to describe mm-hmm. it. But it essentially looks like a big, white, flat computer. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm trying to think. That like, is a good description, but um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's difficult like, to say. It, it's literally just a little white, flat, yeah, it's, shiny it's a, it's box a, with like rounded corners. Yeah. Um, you know, for There's the, not a lot to say about no, it, is no, there? No. But for the time, it had fairly middle-of-the-road specs, I think, mm-hmm. um, because the Phantom game service is sort of where a lot of their quote-unquote power was going to come from. Okay. Um, I've got some quotes here from a review someone did of what they were saying about this, this service mm-hmm. when they saw them at uh, an E3 uh, conference. Um, so essentially, the, the idea was it would allow users to download games from the service onto their console, which yep. they were making as well. Uh, would only allow for download from their servers because obviously yep um they were saying 50 titles would be added each month that monthly subscribers can download and play for free well that sounds like you got a lot of junk yeah uh premium titles would carry a premium on top of the monthly subscription because ostensibly like licensing costs and things come into that i remember seeing one game that was actually announced for this service which was out of some israeli game development company and the cover art looked pretty shoddy um so it gives you an idea of maybe the sort of stuff they were trying to get into that 50 title bundle. yeah they were sort of taking all yeah. cars um now this one's a bit of a longer quote when they were asked about hard drive space the guy that he spoke to noted that space is not an issue as their servers will track the games you purchase and you won't need the entire game stored on the hard drive to play it uh he said that the phantom will be able to cache parts of the game to help cut down on use space now we're talking in 2019 about maybe that that sort of idea will work. This say, is 2002. Isn't isn't that what modern consoles do with installing a game and then you and then you put the disc into? Yeah, but even patch then, the other bit. that doesn't quite work the way you think it would. Like no, some, I'm some almost games, certain it doesn't. I know some, nothing like, no, about it's more architecture. Like some games just don't do that very well, and, oh. and it doesn't really work. Okay. It's more what I mean. And then they also had this thing called the Phantom Lapboard. Oh, sorry, I just missed the old four disc sets. They oh yeah. Great. Um, the, the, the third part of their product suite, I guess, yep. is the Phantom Lap board, which I'll, again, I'll show you a picture of. It's kind of like if you've seen those keyboards which are made to be used when you've got your PC hooked up to a TV. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a lap, a thing that sits on your lap and a keyboard, and it can swivel on this turntable. Yeah. And then the whole top part of it can pivot up, and I guess you could use the part under it for a mouse. Okay. Type I mean, idea. That's kind of cool. Yeah. This is actually the only thing they ever released. Brilliant. Yeah. I um, mean, probably the best thing they've made by the looks of things. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing they've made. So technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the one thing they released, yeah. it's the best and the worst. So again, to transcribe, it, it is a keyboard with a second sort of, 
I guess, platform below it. Yeah, it's it's like on a sandwich board type thing. Yeah. And the hinge... It's, yeah, it's hinged so that the keyboard can lift up, I guess, like yeah. when you have normally like little feet on a keyboard at the mm. back. And then it sort of turns on this sort of lazy Susan affair around the middle. It's like a joint. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. kind of cool looking. Yeah. So that's just a quick intro. But now we're going to get into the actual timeline of the stuff because it gets fucking wild. I, I went down a rabbit hole yesterday researching this. I was reading... SEC filings, uh, so the U.S. Securities and Exchange yeah. Commission, which deals with like fraud at a massive scale. So this is taking a yeah, uh, so an this, exciting turn. Yeah, so this is stuff I didn't know going in. Right, I knew that this company had basically announced this thing that never came out. That happens quite often in the mm. video game industry. I didn't know just how far this goes until yesterday, and I was almost late for going to a show last night because I was so deep reading into this stuff. Jesus. Yeah. This is um, the same sort of level of obsession that conspiracy theorists put in. No, I mean, when you're actually reading government documents about what they charge these people with, it's not conspiracy theories. It's real real crime. But what I I mean is that sort of level of like tinfoil hat, deep, deep into it, lost three days sort of thing. Yeah, almost. No, good. Um, Hit me. So 2002, Mm -hmm. uh, the company Infinium Labs was started uh, by this guy called Timothy Roberts. Does that name have been reused? Uh, I feel like it's cl- it's close to some other things maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't think so. It's, it sounds semi-familiar It's a all. pretty tarnished name, as we'll find out. Um, so yeah, this guy Timothy Roberts that started the company, he before that had had a number of other uh, businesses. He sort of self-styled entrepreneur type thing. None of the ones before 2002, as far as I could tell, had any major troubles. Okay. Um, any major successes? I mean, he had enough money to start this company, so I yeah, guess Yeah, fair so. enough. Sink um, some money into something. Yeah. So 2003, um, January, they issued the press release basically announcing uh, the Phantom. Um, the quote was, a revolutionary new gaming platform, on-demand video game service type thing. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that in itself is a really unrevolutionary marketing tagline. I mean, for now, this is 2003. Uh, I'm, yeah, fair. I'm yeah. going to have difficulty not looking back with hindsight. Yeah. Um, but it was immediately, immediately people cast doubt over it because of the amount of like buzzwords and lack of any sort of concrete details they had in their marketing for this thing. They just didn't have their heads around the synergy and the out of the box thinking that yeah. paradigm was shifting. Yeah. Shift this paradigm. Um, so yeah, then jump forward to September of 2003. Uh, there was a website called Hard OCP. Um, it, I'd, I'd never heard of it, um, but it's like a hardware gaming website, mm-hmm. um, mostly dealing in news, I guess. They published an extensive history of both Infinium Labs and Timothy Roberts. It was kind of like... Uh, like expose? It, yeah, it was like independent investigative journalism, essentially. And... It was pretty damning in the sorts of things they found about how that company was operating. Fair enough. Uh, which led in... February. Now we call that Kotaku. Yeah, it was It was similar, actually. Like I, the, the articles they published are still up. It's like a very 2003 website still. It's like just black background, yellow text. It's not great. Sweet. Any yeah. MIDI? Uh, no, although I had my computer mm. muted, so there could have been some of the background. I really hope there was, and maybe some GIFs, spinning yeah. things. There were there were some images that nowadays the resolution on them is so small they were about the size of my actual thumbnail on, on my on my 4K screen. Like it was, I couldn't even click on them to make them bigger. That was just how big they were. <laughs> That's just how big the owner of Infinium Labs was. 
Uh, yeah. He's just very small. Yeah. Um, That's rubbish humor. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, that, so that was September 2003. Mm. Uh, February 2004, Infinium Labs filed a cease and desist to Hard OCP about the stuff that they'd published. Uh, requesting it be taken down and threatening to hit them with a defamation lawsuit on top of all of that. And, and just to reiterate, the page is still up in 2019, so what, yeah. 16 years later? Yep. So, yep, yeah, that worked. Uh, they were saying, so this, this is, I, don't, I just really like some of the quotes that we're going to have in the story. Uh, Infinium Labs claimed that it painted a portrait of the company intent on swindling the public, <laughs> which is going to be a little bit pot kettle very soon okay um so the owner of hard ocp kyle bennett who I, I don't actually i've not heard much about who that is outside of this um he instead filed a lawsuit back at them mm -hmm. uh for something called a declaratory judgment that they had done nothing wrong which yep. is essentially a legal document saying no that article they board. posted is completely fine yeah you can keep it up um then Infinium Labs filed suit in Florida denying Texas was the proper jurisdiction. So they're kind of just like trying to go, well, this didn't work. We're going over here. Yeah. Because um, I think maybe one of them had their headquarters in Florida. Yeah, fair enough. So this this, this is getting into some kind of like mad American legal system. Yeah, which, which I don't claim to be an expert on. No, um, me neither. I've, I've done my best to interpret the stuff that I read. Um, uh, all right. So not the letter of the law, but more the spirit. No, yeah. Um, it's more trying to explain it in real people language. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Then June 2004, so a few months later, uh, Tim Roberts has essentially taken on fundraising for the company himself. Uh, he's introduced to a stock promoter called Michael Pickens, uh, who says he can help find investors to fund the launch of the, mm -hmm. the service that they're working on. Um, however, he didn't find anyone. And then they lost touch very quickly. Uh, that's, that's such a, sorry, yeah, that, that as, yeah. as a story is, is such a, uh, oh. But he comes so, back. Uh, he, come, oh, he comes oh, back later. Um, I just wanted to get that in there to go like, no, they met, he failed and then fucked off. Came back later. Um, so September, the, the judge sort of dealing with this hard OCP stuff um, required Infinium Labs to produce a number of financial records, mm -hmm. uh, including Tim Roberts' personal tax returns. Uh, by the end of, what is this, September 2004, um, they failed to do that. And then Hard OCP won a court order compelling them to. So essentially they were forced to reveal their financials, mm -hmm. uh, which would sort of back up a lot of the things Hard OCP were I'm going to go ahead and make a guess that they were all really positive and they were all in the black, but spending yeah. well. Um, I'm trying to just quickly check my notes to see how long it is until we, we hit some of those reveals. Um, that's, that's fine. Just, just it's run, coming. run through it's the timeline. I'm good. Um, the judge ruled the, the sanction would be award to KB Networks and Kyle Bennett. So the KB, I'm assuming, is Kyle Bennett and sort of hard OCP in, in amongst that, um, uh, which turned out to be a $50,000 award nice. to them, which is you know not bad for winning... <laughs> your own defense essentially. yeah yeah um infinium labs then settled the lawsuit um basically just paying them out and saying we didn't actually do anything wrong but we're paying you to have this go away classic uh they dropped all the lawsuits they had going on um and they yeah basically just paid it paid it out um so yeah if if uh where are we up to now yeah same month actually still september good lord um so as a result of all of this, they basically had to publicly, the public knowledge became that they lacked the funding to build the stuff that they're 
claiming they're building. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, publicly announced a delay. Um, so this is sort of late 2004. They delayed it into 2005. Yeah. Um, so what was the initial release date set for? Like end of 2004? Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay, and currently they don't have the funding to even start making it. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah, and this is where uh, it starts to get really, really messy. Um, so because of the funding shortfall, it meant that they couldn't actually pay their employees with money. So they started paying them in stock instead. That's always... And we like to think that this podcast is also a great place to get educational sort of information on not only things like The Phantom and Axemen, mm-hmm. but also uh, employment law. Yeah. And if you are looking for a job and someone says they can't pay you but will give you stock in a company you don't necessarily believe in, take it. That is almost guaranteed to work out well. I'm sure that's how Google started. Mm. Yep. How much sarcasm are you using right now? I am a fully trained employment lawyer. No, you're not. No, not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, Tim Roberts also uh, had his own financial troubles and was paid in stock. So even the guy running this shit show was getting paid in stock. Hang on. So his own company. Yep. He, he, yep. Now, it's like yep. fairly common for someone not to take a wage from their own company when they're first starting out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was like, well, can't pay me. I'll pay me in part of the company I own. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you award yourself now, part of the ownership of your company that you own? Hang on, because this is September. In, in November and December, he received five hundred thousand shares. Granted, they were trading at like less than fifty cents, mm. but five hundred thousand shares, and that like that's basically how it was written when I found it. It's unclear if that's five hundred thousand per month or if it's for the for sort of that time period. You can say. I'm pretty sure from what I found out later, he just got five hundred thousand shares. Uh, but he didn't disclose that. No, no, no. Why would you? Because uh, he's required to by law. Yeah. Um, now, November comes around and Michael Pickens re-enters the picture. This uh, is the potential the, the, VC the, funding Well, this guy. is that stock promoter that failed mm. to find them anyone. Okay. Um, he offers to promote the company in a fax campaign. So it's essentially what, oh, what you think so of good. as like spam text messages yeah. that you get now, but with faxes. I'm reminded immediately of the auto dialer thing that yeah. Homer buys in yeah. the Simpsons. Yeah, it's basically that. Um, so on November 8th in 2004, I think we're in. Yeah. Yeah. November yeah, 8th. we're still in 2004. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good year. November 8th, 2004, um, Roberts asked Pickens to start today because um, he's just, we need money. We need to go. Let's do this. Mm. Um, the f- I, I'm struggling to trade some of my 500,000 shares yeah. in Infinium Labs for Burger King. Yeah. I'm really struggling to get by. My shoes are being held together with rubber bands, traded for a thousand shares. <laughs> this is how I, I need shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I up to? Mm. Sorry, you've just made me November 2004, I believe. Yes. Uh, so the faxes, which were sent from November 9 to November 19. So that's 10 days. Wow, what a sustained campaign. Yeah. They stated, and I'm just going to read this entire thing. Uh, Infinium Labs management has done the work to make sure that the product launch is 100% successful in January 2005. That is only a few weeks away from now, and the stock is trading at a fraction of its true value. At this point, they've proven nothing about what they're building, and they're even wrong about their timescale. This is November, and they're talking about January being a few weeks away. Wasn't the issue that they didn't have any money to build it? Yep. So just read back that first sentence again, our first clause. Uh, Infinium Labs Management has done the work to make sure that the product launch is 100% successful. 100% successful. And yep. in what, what time did they say it would be 100% uh, successful? January 2005. Okay. 
So what they need now, realistically, is money to build and develop a product that they intend to launch now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would um, jump on this investment. Would you? Yeah. Okay. All advice is general in nature. Wow. Um, Are we going to put disclaimers on this? Yeah, we're going to have to. Like, sarcasm does not travel via audio very well. Unless you no, really, it does. It doesn't well, travel via text. You hang, like, really ham up the voice you're doing. Right now, you're just talking in your normal voice. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume I'm always sarcastic. Yeah. Um, internal projections. This is like part of the stuff that was just literally in some of the SEC documents I was reading. Internal projections stated that a January 2005 launch was not feasible due to financial, manufacturing, and other technical hurdles. That's pretty much verbatim. <laughs> Hang on. So, manufacturing, financial, and other technical. Other, which I assume is development. Yeah. What um, are the other hurdles that but, are out across? But this is the thing, I've got right? the name. Like they're out there saying it's going to be 100% successful in Jan- January 2005, even though internally they were saying no, no fucking chance. way. <laughs> so yeah, misleading information. Just a wee bit. Uh, yeah. So where are we? We're um, still in. I, yeah, we're still in November 2004. We're still in 2004. No, it's, just, it's more that I keep losing my place in the. No, no, no I'm not notes. saying that. I'm just saying that. Yeah. It's been. What a year. It's been it's a couple been. of years. Um, Complaints about quote-unquote junk faxes uh, were directed to Tim Roberts from the first day they were sent out. I like the idea that Michael Pickens, was that the guy's name? Yeah. He's just signing them off. Tim Roberts. Yeah. Not like Michael Pickens, stock promoter. Roberts told the complainants and the management of Infinium Labs that he didn't know who sent the faxes and that Infinium wasn't responsible. That's quality. Isn't it? This guy's not even trying to no. like be subtle or, no. or smart about it. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah. So that's November. Now December. Oh, I hope things pick up for him. More faxes are sent out. Okay. I'm going to read a couple of the quotes from them. Infinium hires former Microsoft Xbox developer to head company and Infinium bring former Microsoft Xbox developer as CEO. No, no. Tim Roberts is CEO. Yeah. <laughs> and he did not work at Microsoft ever. And the person that they got from Microsoft worked in their licensing, like video game licensing for Xbox. They weren't a developer at all. Wow. I was going to go out and be like, so Microsoft developer, not head of development in the Xbox no. division, just, just a, a developer. A programmer. No, no. No, not even. No, someone who works in licensing, which is basically just legal deal making. Now, to put that into context, you and I both work at multinational tech startups. That would be Calling like... Calling them startups. Yeah. All right. Multinational tech companies. Yeah. Um, that would be like saying Infinium Labs brings on Mike Jeffcott, founder and developer of the tech company that you work for. Yeah. Or Elliot Spirit, CEO and chief revenue yeah. officer. Yeah. Hang on, Acme both. Well, who fucking cares? Yeah. It's Infinium Labs. Yeah. What the fuck you like? Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Yeah. And he was what, a janitor, do you say? Uh, no. Wait, the person they brought in? Yeah. I might be pushing you make, that slightly. You're making like a Goodwill hunting reference? What is this? No, no. It's just making him the least qualified person for right. the job. I mean, look. Not to malign janitors. They're great people and they do a really tough job. Yeah. Like video Not game licensing. De- video game licensing. Definitely a problem they need to figure out. Yes, very much but so, it's actually. not the same as building games. No, but I think that's something they should get uh, to down the line and they are going to need yeah. to, I feel. Um, so in addition to paying Michael Pickens, Michael Pickens? Pickens. In cash, Roberts was paying him in stocks. Because well, oh, there's plenty to go around. around. So you can just yeah. make them up. The uh, good thing about a market cap is you can just keep dividing it. Yeah. Uh, on December 31st, so we're right at the end of 2004, uh, Tim Roberts transferred 4 million shares of restricted Infinium Lab stock from his personal holdings 
to, oh. to Michael Pickens. No registration of this transfer was made with the SEC. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite clear on what the definition of restricted stock means, but I'm pretty sure it means... have full voting rights. Well, I'm pretty sure it means you need to tell them when you do that. Oh, any stock you have yeah. to tell them. Like, again, like neither of us are, you know, listed, uh, you know, licensed traders or investors no. or anything like that. But these seem to be things that should be fairly self-evident. Yeah. We may be wrong. Yeah. And if we are, don't let us know. Yeah. Around that time also, uh, Tim Roberts sold, you remember that 500,000 shares that he got instead of being paid money? Yeah. Yeah. He sold those around the end of 2004 for cash Ooh. and made about $123,000. Oh, I was going to guess how much share is worth. And I was going to say yeah, about a quarter of a penny. All. Yeah. Um, but turns out 25 cents roughly, yeah. which is surprisingly um, good considering. Yeah. Most of that, most of those uh, came from sales after that fax campaign. Wow. Yeah. Somehow it worked. Yeah. Um, Some absolute goof yeah. got that fact. and was like, hey, I'm going to buy some of these. <laughs> Which is, I imagine, how he yeah. talks. And he was only employed because he was the nephew of the company. Yeah. Um, yeah, he also didn't file notices of that transaction with the SEC. So, mm. again. Great idea for yeah. a publicly listed company. How's this beer going? Um, I am storming through it for the record. Oh. I like last time I almost got wasted by the end of it because you were doing all the talking mm, it's good time this one's a bit stronger yeah we did so i'm getting there all right uh, so as we head into the new year into 2005 as we hear old lang syne fade into the distance uh-huh what's gonna happen with infidium labs i'm hopeful yeah yeah you want to see things i'm gonna around? buy five thousand shares and see how it goes okay uh so january 2005 mm. bring me sunshine pickens gave notice to of his intent to sell Shares okay on January twenty eighth and March fourteenth. At this point, he had like four million, I believe, uh, at least. Yeah. Like he might have had some other ones as well. That was just like end of two thousand four. Here, have four million quality. Um, between mid mid February and mid May, he sold about seven hundred thousand shares okay. of the restricted stuff that he got from Robert. So he still got a few million kicking around. And it was the best diner meal he ever had. He made one hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. Fuck. Off. <laughs> The guy was an idiot. And also didn't register that transaction with the SEC No, of course either. not, no. Yeah. Pay tax uh, on every penny. Yeah. August 2005, Tim Roberts resigns. I mean, it's probably for the best. Yeah, because October. Okay. That's when the SEC notifies Tim Roberts that charges were pending against him for violating federal securities laws. Really? Yeah, it's a real shocker, that one. Shit. Uh, you know... I would have thought he would have taken good care to not do that. Yeah. So some more details in that filing came out about the, the fax campaign that they were throwing around, mm-hmm. um, which, I'll, which I'll clear up now. Um, so they were claiming that Pickens, sorry, and his faxes were claiming that this company's stock price might increase as much as 3,000%. Yep. I've got nothing. Yeah, no. I've got literally nothing. Uh, but then again, their fucking idiot of a CEO has just stepped down. Yeah. So it, anything could happen yeah, now. Yeah, the thing is like, he's been doing all this dodgy shit and then he just resigns. And then a couple months later, it's like, oh, whoops, uh, they found you out. Yeah. Yeah, real good timing. Um, the SEC alleged the company never intended to release the console at the promised time due to significant unresolved technical and manufacturing hurdles. And, the, and that the factors were part of a pump and dump scheme on the part of Roberts. So they're okay. essentially saying, we're pretty sure that you're making all this shit up just to get rich quick. Yeah. So can, I, can we just sort of, I guess, dial back slightly to the beginning of 2003 when mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to release a games console. That's yeah. all gone by the wayside. Nothing has happened with that so far in the story. No. no. 
No. I don't... Will Tomb Raider be on it? Uh, which one? What was out at the time? Four. Uh, Tomb Raider 4, really? I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing's an absolute <laughs> travesty. We've gone way beyond the idea that there's going to be a games console at this oh, no. point. It's just a share trading yeah, sort yeah. Of bunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a real miss. Yeah, just a wee bit. Yeah. Go on. Bring, br- Shall we get bring to 2006? Oh, uh, yes. So... I do like, I'm, I'm kind of looking at your notes now, and I just saw a headline, quarter two. It does feel like we're now in financial sort of reporting. Yeah, well, that's just the way that... Um, we'll, we'll you downloaded it. it off Wikipedia? No. <laughs> I wrote, typed this all out myself. Oof. Well, most of it. Um, so, yeah, that's all basically going on in the background. Tim Roberts dealing with the, the SEC. Yeah. Um, January 2006, Infinium Labs reached an agreement to borrow up to $5 million from Golden Gate Investors to finance manufacturing the lap board, if you remember the, the keyboard yeah. mouse combo thing, the only thing that actually ever came out from this company. Money well spent. Yeah. Um, and it was scheduled to release later in 2006. Uh, but as part of that agreement, they had to file a prospectus with the SEC, which went over sort of their financial troubles in the past and their plans for the future. Uh, so this is where some more big numbers come in. All right. Prepare yourselves, people. I don't know if you want to keep a running tally. Uh, between 2002 and 2005, they had racked up $62.7 million in losses. Now, in today's money, it's not that far apart, but it's enough no. to make a difference. It's between 77 and $90 million. Oh. And that is a very significant now, amount of money. The way those losses break down will tell you a lot about what was actually going on. Over half of that was advertising. $3.5 million went to development costs. $12.8 million to consultants. Uh-huh. $11.9 million to salaries. I thought they weren't paying anyone. Uh, they well, point, they were for a while. Yeah. Um, and then fi- another $5.9 million to general and administrative expenses. Ooh, I'm going to call that the money that Tim spent. Yeah, probably. Okay, so... <clears throat> but uh, just before you go on... Okay. Uh, the the part of that prospectus as well was indicating that they were still intending to release the lap board, uh, but only if their financial situation improved, which hinged on them securing more funding. Mm. Okay. Tim Roberts is like basically out of the picture at this point dealing with the SEC. So um, can you just scroll? What is the first year of development production announcement? Uh, 2002, 2003? Yeah, 2002. Actually, 2003 was when they made their first press release. Okay. We're now in 2006. Yep. We're in January? Uh, No, yeah. January was when they were doing all all those filings. And they have spent current world money, US... Close to 90 million. 90 million dollars. Yeah. They have, and I don't want to besmirch their good work here, but they have spent $90 million um, gluing a keyboard to a lazy Susan. <laughs> Which is exactly all they've produced at this point. Hey, there's a wireless mouse too. Don't oh, sorry. That. A Bluetooth mouse and keyboard uh-huh. to a lazy Susan. Yep. Now. And a sandwich board. Don't forget the sandwich board part. Uh, excuse me, yes. Which they've plonked on top of a chopping board. Now, if... Anyone would like to invest in my new company? Uh-huh. I'll be needing. Uh, do you know what? I'll take nine million. Wow! 
I will be sure gluing I will be gluing Xbox controllers to coasters so you can pop them down wow. when you're finished. Wow. And not scratch your expensive tables, which mm. I assume you'll have because you're willing to spend $9 million on this investment. Yeah, that speaks to me. Mm. I mean, I'm looking at you around you now and I'm seeing both video game controllers and coasters. Yeah. And they were in no way related to my <laughs> idea for a new product. Which actually, I kind of think that's what, what was his name? Ian Tompkins? Was, was the guy's name? Tim, Tim Roberts. Tim Roberts? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not good with names. I think that's very well established. Yeah. I think... This is what Tim Roberts did. He was in the bank one day. He's like, I'm going to get a loan and I'm going to run away. And then he was in there and he's like, person with a keyboard and the swivel chair. What if I'll just tell them it's for that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need this loan for, sir? Office supplies? No. It's a, it's a typewriter that moves around in circles. Mm. 90 million. Wow. Sign me up. Yeah. All right. Wow. Ian Tompkins, Tim Roberts. What, what a <laughs> fucking... Jesus. Yeah. What a genius, though, in a way. We've, we've still got a bit to cover. Oh, God. Um, now, we're about, about to essentially enter Act 2. Do you want to pour out the rest of that beer while I sort of... Well, do we, do we, do we want to finish this bit that we're on? Yeah, probably. All and right. then anyway, we'll get some set Let's do that. So, 2006, we're into June. Infinium, Sorry, my rage is maybe very gassy. <laughs> Infinium Labs renames to Phantom Entertainment Incorporated. Ah! That's the name of the beer. Well, it's not. Thank yeah, God. It's, it's close. Uh, quarter two, 2006. The lap board misses its first release date. Hang on. So after all that, you're telling me that the lazy Susan keyboard isn't going to be ready in time? No. That they, they couldn't get the lazy Susans from China? Uh, surely they could find them closer to home. I don't know. No, 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 no. American manufacturing's gone down the pan. Yeah. Uh, August, no August 2006, um, all references to the Phantom Game Receiver, which is their console part of it. <laughs> it's such a bad name. The Phantom Game Receiver. So I will like receive the game. A shit villain who breaks into EB Games. <laughs> He's the fencer for people who steal games. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we start some kind of so epic storefront sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, it's like Steam alternative, but... Phantom, for pirating Phantom Game Receiver. The Phantom Game Receiver. No, that's a that's a that's a tarnished name at this point. Um, <laughs> so for all, our crimes. So all references to the Phantom Game Receiver were, were removed from the company's website okay. uh, in August of 2006. Just quickly, by the way, I'm trying to loosen up some sediment here. Uh-huh. I think it's probably you're talking about the beer, right? <laughs> yeah, not just like just body in sediment. my physiology. Yeah, um, I don't know if this is a good idea. No, just pour it out. Fuck it. I'm going to uh, settle slightly. Well, while while you're doing fuzzy. that, fizzy. October 2006, mm-hmm. the light board misses another release date. Oh, I'll wait for it. But I had pre-order. Hang on. Hang on. November. Ruined Christmas. November <gasps> misses another release oh, date. D- how many kids on Christmas Day <laughs> were waiting for their lap board? <laughs> That's such a weird sentence. And, <laughs> and this was year... Uh, 2006. And instead opened it up and got an Xbox 360. Yeah, that was around that time. Yes, it it was. Because we just found out that Saints Row came out in the Xbox 360 and that was 13 years ago. Yeah. Oh, those poor bastards. What a time. PS3? No. (laughs) (laughs) I want want the Phantom. I want the Phantom Game Receiver. Which is how I imagine the Phantom of the Game Receiver speaks. All right, now 
fuck's sake. The next thing I've got here is 2007. This existed! Well, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. 2007 uh, in August, uh, Phantom Entertainment signed an agreement with Pro Games Network. I don't know who they are, but the deal was to provide lapboards and game service content in hotels worldwide. So you know this, you, you've been in hotels with the TV and they've got like their own bullshit system hooked up into them. They always have a keyboard. Do they? No. No. <laughs> Um, there is a lap board but they've always got like some bullshit system that's very clearly built for that particular hotel loaded on them and it's hard to do anything you actually want to use a tv for but it is nice going into a hotel and the tv says welcome elliot spirit yeah that's 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 quite nice it's a good touch um, so, so i can imagine they were like trying to integrate it with something like that and pro games network was sort of a company that does that for hotels right yeah i guess yeah this is like when you get on a plane and it's like, play video games in the back of your seat. And it's yeah, like, it would be you mean that. battleships. Yeah, it would be like that. Oh, yeah, the, the gas is starting to get me too. Yeah, this beer. is a very gassy beer. Yeah. I apologize, listeners. That's right. Listener. Now, you're going to get what you wanted all along. 2008. <gasps> June. <gasps> 23. <gasps> the lap- Just after my birthday. It's far too late. <laughs> the, the lap board is finally released. Ah! Two years after its initial scheduled release. I've been making do with a skateboard with a duct-taped laptop to it for at least forever now. Yeah. Right, at least a few years. Yeah. When you thought the idea was good. Wait, no, I've never had to make do with that because it's a stupid fucking idea. It is. Now, the... There was a review from Max. I'm really angry about this as if in some way I bought one. (laughs) You got slighted. (laughs) It's because I invested 80 million into it. Yeah, well, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Maximum PC had a review of the lab board. I haven't, I haven't looked through the whole review because it's not actually still online, I think. Okay. Um, Do you want to... I'm sure people at home, because like me, I know that people get together for podcast listening parties. And I know that oh, yeah. this is going to be one of those ones. So everyone at home is playing along. Yep. They've got the March Madness style bracket They've going got the on. bingo board up. Yeah. Like, what's coming next? And they've got their spread bet. What's it called when you... Uh, you all sort of do a like like a betting pool. Yeah, and you yeah. say what's when something's going to happen. I don't know, man. I don't do these things. Oh, shit, it's got a name. Anyway, uh, uh, I want I want to look this up, but not I've now. Got, okay, we can do it. Uh, time. I, I will. Anyway, so I know that everyone right now is placing their bets on on the, the review score. Yeah. Now, tell me what it's out of. I don't have a review score. Ah. All I have is quotes because I don't think the review is still around, but the quotes are pretty good. I really wanted there to be like a star score. Yeah. I really I, I wanted to do I a... I don't think it was good uh, based on what I'm about to tell you. Um, so the first quote uh, is that it was extremely promising. Although no. the supplied mouse experienced signal dropouts at a distance of about 24 inches from the sensor. What is that in the rest of the world speak? That is 60 centimeters. Yeah. So the mouse needs to be... T- 60 centimeters away from the little wireless receiver which for the record if you're sat at a desk yep is actually probably about the length but for a lap board no you'd be sat on a sofa far away from your from your phantom game receiver (laughs) (laughs) sorry hang on phantom game receiver i'm twiddling my mustache yes um the other quote i have here is the bottom line is that this thing is bad the mouse isn't good for gaming. The angled keyboard is awful for typing. And for media playback, you'd do much better with a slimmer wireless media keyboard with a built-in trackpad or ball, which are available for significantly less than the, than the lapboard's $140 asking price. Oh, and that was in the mid-2000s. Yeah, this was 2008. 
Okay. Yeah. So, to put that into perspective, so in can, the US, yep. for $140? Yeah. I think I could go online now and buy a car. <laughs> um, like it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good car. No, but it, I think it, it would, would run. It would be an entire car. It would run. Yep. It would be an entire car. Yeah. You could sell the parts for scrap. Mm. Yeah. I love that you'd be better off with just about anything. You'd be better off with having your fingers chopped off. Yeah. And paying for the privilege. Yeah. Fuck. So they've essentially wasted six years releasing a product that is lackluster and I so think, much money. I think that's giving it a lot of credit. Yeah. Well, they, they, they were saying that it essentially worked, but it just wasn't very good. Yeah. And in September of the same year, 2008, Tim Roberts reached a settlement with the SEC mm-hmm. over the whole, you know, committing massive amounts of fraud. Um, in which he was barred from serving as an officer or public director of a public company or participating in penny stock offerings for five years, and he had to pay a $30,000 fine. So penny stock is like unregistered securities that are mm. you know basically worthless, but you... Yeah, they you were buy, the subject you, of the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you buy them in the hopes that they'll blow up. Well, right? you, buy, you buy penny stock in the hope that it goes up to two or three pennies, yeah. and you've made a fuckload of money. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but, but I think with some stuff that's going to come out, after this because it was originally filed in was it 2006 i think Mm -hmm. like the five years would or so like a statute of limitations well it's more that like his agreement in 2008 would be effective from when it was first filed because in 2010 he gets involved with another company because it's not over the tim roberts story is not over okay so but he's just been given a big rubber stamp that says no no more for you. Yeah. So have you seen the documentary on the Fire Festival? No. One of, do you, are you aware of it? I, I, I'm sort of semi-familiar yeah. with the law. So that was one of the punishments the guy behind that got was you can't operate as an officer of a public company for a number of years. Yeah, it's and then a semi-common thing then to do. Then he went around and did the same sort of shit again. Mm. This is mm. like the Fire Festival for gaming, it turns out. I really hope Jar Rule's going to be here. I, he's not. I've got to ruin that for you now. Can, can I just... Slightly segue, did you see Ja Rule at the Boston Celtics game? Was that the one where like no one fucking knew who Ja Rule was anymore? And he just like got nothing from the crowd? Yeah. yeah. He's like, are you ready? Who are you? I said, are you ready? No, no, and I, no I said, who are silence. you? Yeah. And then he's like, I've never seen someone more immediate. Not. I've never seen someone more immediately realize how irrelevant they are. Mm. It was, it's like... Entering into a threesome with your significant other and her much, much hotter personal trainer, and you realizing it's not a threesome. Yeah, you're the guy sitting in the corner jacking off watching. Yeah. Anyway. Not that either of us. What do you think of the, oh, the I was, second I was part say, of the bit? So we're essentially going to enter into sort of the, the final act of the Tim Roberts story, which it has become. Um,. And before Drops we the Phantom Sea, before we do that, we'll we'll take some we'll take some notes on the second pour of this beer, which is a much oh, more green. Color. God, it looks bad. Yeah, the sediment. I'm gonna have to get a. I'm gonna have to get a photo for for the for the use of just for your own records, even well, for the for the for the website. Yeah, because it's kind of gone from that you know uh, opaque light brown color to a bit more green in there. Is there any chance you have your phone with you and want to just use the torch to shine a light through oh, so I we can, can do that. get? Because currently it looks it 
looks like a, a it's ghastly oh, oh, is that a ghost joke yeah excellent you're welcome where um, do you want this light just chuck here? it against the glass yeah, that's not pen- that, that light is not getting through at all. No, it, it, this is giving people a, a bit of context as to what the beer looks like. Um, it it looks like when people take environmental samples from like a swamp when they're considering yeah. pollution. It's got like it looks like it should have algae in it. Yeah, I'm gonna, or at least I'm gonna, I'm tadpoles. Gonna, I'm going to taste it again. Well, but tastes great. In the words of yep, it's still still good. Yeah, in the words of bubblegum Tate, I believe it was from. Um, the Futurama episode, God, Futurama episode, uh, what is it called? Uh, 82% Zinc Chef, I think it's called. That's a weird name. Bender enters the Iron Chef contest. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then basically makes great food by covering it in LSD because wow. Bender's a notoriously bad chef. And one of the celebrity judges is Bubblegum Tate from the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. And his exact quote is, this food looks funky, but it tastes funky. Oh, and I think that every this. time I produce yeah. something which looks a little bit shit but tastes good, yeah. The only like the only beer with a more outrageous color that I've ever had was one back in um, my hometown, Nelson, New Zealand. Um, they'd made it with local boysenberries, which are like these. I don't know if you've seen them before. They're bright red. No, they're like a purple. Oh, and it was like a, it was like a wheat ale made with these boysenberries, and they're big tart berries, so mm. it, was, it was delicious. But the beer was purple. Lovely. Yeah, and it was quite a bright vibrant purple too and i was like oh i shouldn't have ordered a pint of this this is a lot to deal with have you had the moon dog um, milkshake ipa stuff oh the one that comes out like green yeah those yeah. things are pretty wild yeah they, they don't taste but the then way they look but i think that they're at least like supposed to be almost novel yeah definitely they are good though yeah i've got i think the raspberry vanilla milkshake one in the mm. fridge at the moment um, I'm keen to try that uh three ravens also just uh, this is just beer segue now but three yeah. ravens also put out um coffee blueberry milkshake excuse me uh yeah so you know we went to the salted caramel can launch yeah they've just done coffee um blueberry Whoa. milkshake one i need to find that okay. yeah well we're we gonna have a walk after this yeah. so yeah we're gonna need it um so let's jump back in yeah so to the basically the tim la- robbins tim roberts tim robbins is an actor isn't he yeah i think so it was he the anyway that's not important i think he's in a lot of i think he's so, in like reservoir dogs Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or Shawshank? Ah, uh, yes. Shawshank. He's in Shawshank. The main guy in Shawshank. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's in... He's in other oh. stuff. Yeah, no, he's in Shawshank. Yeah. I was thinking he was in um, Hateful Eight, but it's not... I can't remember the English guy's name is in there. I haven't seen it. It's dead good. Okay. Um, well, I like it. Oh, just quickly. Yeah. The word for that spread betting thing that I was talking about. Uh. Sweepstake. That's what I was looking for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I heard that word. Okay, so, so back on with the Tim Roberts so, yes. story. So we've gone through 2008, Lapboard comes out, no one's a fan. Cool. Shame. 2010. Sad. Stop that. Tim Roberts and someone called Terence F. Taylor found a new company called Savtira Corporation Incorporated. Savtira spelled S-A-V-T-I-R-A. That's a bad name. It, is, it sounds like a drug. It does. Yeah. Oh, I've got... Also, because when I was typing it out, I kept misspelling it as Savitra. And that sounds more like a drug somehow. Yeah. Or, or someone's name. Or something close to Sativa. Well, do you know what? When you said it, I was thinking Sativa and I didn't yeah. want to make it look like I was some kind of drug guy. Well, now we both said it. Yeah. But also um, like, oh, my piles have been a nightmare. Thankfully, so the doctors prescribed me this is, Savitra. So this is 2010. And this is a quote for what they said they were building. 
a centralized cloud-based shopping cart platform for online and traditional retailers to sell goods, regardless of the device used by the online purchaser. That's quite... Yeah, like quite, it, it sounds like what sort of Shopify is now for um, you know, yeah. online stores. So to, to say it again. Centralized cloud-based shopping cart platform for online and traditional retailers to sell goods regardless of the device used by the online purchaser. Yeah, smart. Smart, yeah. I idea. Yeah, for 2010, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, they began pursuing... Shopify invest- came out in 2008, but yeah. Yeah, but I imagine they weren't terribly big by nah. then. Um, they began pursuing investors while making more false claims, uh, such as the company was already profitable, the company had entered into agreements with nationally recognized tech firms, the company owned a bunch of patents, and that they were valued between $450 and $540 million. Wow. <laughs> Significant. <laughs> I like the idea that they those things no, aren't on. necessarily hang untrue. On. Let me hit you with a kicker. Tim Roberts touted his background as an officer of several, several, several other ventures without disclosing that he'd been charged by the SEC. Yeah, of course. No, of course. No, no, no. Yeah, no. This is like when you take on a job and just don't say that you got fired from the last three. Yeah, it's like that, but the government's involved. Yeah. <laughs> I was fired by the government. Oh, do you work for the government? No. No, no the, gov- the government told me to stop working anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like the idea that maybe that some of that stuff wasn't untrue. It's like, yeah, we, we have patents. Oh, cool. Um, on your product? Oh, no. No, it turned no, no. out they actually didn't have any patents at all. Oh, no, no. That one's definitely not true. <laughs> oh, that's sad because, yeah, we've got patents on this sort of... Do you use keyboards ever? <laughs> have, have you used a keyboard with a hinge? <laughs> have you ever thought, I wish my keyboard was upside down, but I didn't have to turn it and lift. If I could just Ooh. swivel it. Well, tell me more. Tell mm. me more. Well... PC Mag described it as disappointing. Maximum PC. <laughs> maximum PC. And it was yeah, shite. It was that. Yeah. <laughs> maximum PC described it as, ah, it's on fire. <laughs> oh, it's not very good. Uh, two, 2012, so a couple of years ahead, Savtera filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, only to be forced into something called Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which I assume is a more aggressive form of bankruptcy. It's just earlier. It's yeah. still some of the plot. Yeah, though. smaller book. Um, this was declared during an investigation by the Labor Department in the States into unpaid wages and lawsuits filed by some of its vendors. Amazing. Now, I just want to go... <laughs> Go back. Are you do. sensing a pattern? I am, but what I like most is the timeline there. 2010, pursuing investors, literally nothing happens for two years. Oh, they might have, like, I'm going to say there was a lot no, of no, stuff no, no, out no. there. I this, missed a bunch. This is way funnier if we do this. <laughs> 2010, pursuing investors. We've got patents. We've got an ex CEO of a company which definitely existed. <laughs> We've got $540 million valuation. Flash forward two years, bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what like, did you do? On, I thought money was fuel. Honestly, like there was so much stuff around this time in terms of information that I could find. I had to leave stuff out. Yeah, you had are, to pass it. We've already been talking for an hour. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and so Tim Roberts responded by blaming greedy investors and some ex-employees. Like, I mean, just, everyone's an ex-employee at this point. So yeah. How dare they want to live? Yeah. Uh, 2015. Um, so again, we're jumping ahead a bit. Um in September, the SEC files suit against Tim Roberts, Terence Taylor, so the other guy sort of helping with Sevterra, mm. and a guy called Craig Constantinou, uh, who, who was an investor accused of promoting Sevterra while promoting, quote, astronomical risk-free returns. 
<laughs> anyone that falls for that. Well, uh, some people did. Yeah, but they deserve it. So they, being uh, Tim Roberts and Terence F. Taylor, uh, apparently misused and misappropriated funds from those investors. So they were investors this time. Oh. Uh, they used them for personal expenses and cash withdrawals without the knowledge or consent of Tim the investors. Tim Roberts did? Yeah. What a... I am shocked. Yes. Appalled and shocked. Yeah, I'm going to write a letter to the editor. I don't... <laughs> of the SEC. <laughs> yeah. Hey, government. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they also failed to disclose key facts to investors, such as Tim Roberts' previous issues with the SEC. And the lack of evaluation of $540 million in patents. Yeah, and that had been banned from selling unregistered securities, a.k.a. Mm. penny stocks. Uh, they also failed to disclose that they didn't own any patents. Amazing. That's brilliant. Not only did they fail to disclose it, they just didn't. Yeah. They just didn't own any patents. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I, just called lying. Yeah. So this that was 2015. I couldn't find anything in terms of like a judgment being issued or sentencing passed down. But that's that's kind of the end of the story as far as what I've got. So my understanding is that they were roundly whipped in the market square. Like a few times, actually. Yeah. For Tim Roberts. And like having, having <laughs> One for every dollar valuation. Having, so none. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like you should watch that Fire Festival documentary. The one on Netflix is the one I've seen. Because um, it is remarkably similar to this in that he got charged with some shit and then just went and did it all over again like the same way the same pattern yeah but do you know what it sounds like he had like 10 years of wicked times well apart from all the sentencing didn't apart, you need, yeah. didn't need jail time uh, just got given loads of well, money by thing, investors like, and shit he might have after the second one he might have actually had to just disappears off the grid yeah because like the, the the suit that the SEC had up for the 2015 event um, they had in there what sort of punishment they were seeking. That included similar stuff around, you know, paying like fines and also being barred from being a public officer. It didn't mention prison time, but this sort of stuff can have that. Yeah, totally fair. Um, and I would say that it's the second time doing things exactly the same way. He might end up in jail or might have. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, you'd kind of hope so, just so maybe he'd learn a lesson. Yeah. There was also, like, I didn't get... I couldn't really find too much about it, but there was a company that Tim Roberts was also involved with as like a, uh, I think a board member and maybe CEO at one point uh, around 2015, which was essentially a hosting platform for cryptocurrency miners. Of course it was. Yeah. Which like, it turns out seems like a fairly legitimate idea and the company seemed to seemed to be doing okay, but he had to resign from that when all of this second round of sec stuff hit because they didn't want to you know tarnish their <laughs> reputation because wow. why would you it, and that's the it, phantom <laughs> <laughs> yes it very much is yeah so the wow. irony, how how good is the irony on that i i With love the, all of it uh, in the context of the google yeah. announcements as well because like because google's announcement right it came out and my first thought was yeah, if anyone's going to pull that off, it's Google and internet speeds in a lot of Western countries now are good enough that you could probably do it, right? Like I get, 360p. Well, the thing is like, I've got a hundred meg down connection and yeah, no, and you've got the, 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 you, you've got the capability of a hundred meg but down the thing, connection. But, but the thing that I was thinking about, cause they haven't got a lot of details out, right? Like the stuff, the data that they're sending you in, in my head, at least is only going to be audio video, video, I'm sorry, audio and video. Mm -hmm. And I can stream 4K from Netflix. 
So they could theoretically do it because all I'm sending back to them is like controller input data. Yes. Right? And they're hosting all the all the computation on their end and they're but, just sending me back the video. And the but but the, the issue is that lag between those things. Yeah, well, that that's always going to be the issue. Like if they have local service for that stuff, mm. it might work a lot better. And that's why they're starting in the US and I think the UK because um, I think they've got more of a presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the internet speed is significantly better. But your 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 Netflix at 4K never goes man shits itself no, in a couple of minutes. No, no, it's actually pretty good. Busted. Yeah, but I think they've got local content service. That's the thing. Yes. But the thing is, in 2019, we've got the technology to pull that kind of shit off. But also in 2002, you can fuck right off. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Just an unbelievable amount of hubris and mm. stupidity on the part of well, so many people. The, well, yeah, like it. I it, almost respect. Tim Robbins you, from Tim Robbins, and you shouldn't because mm. he's just fucking swindled some people so you're saying that criminals aren't worthy of our respect um, what if they become president of the United States let's not open that door that's a different show no no entirely. let's keep drinking this incredibly strong ale and yell at things ah when I was a lad it's Clinton I didn't really have anything forward to that yeah no okay so that so, so that, that was yeah. the phantom yeah um Wow. That's kind of all I got uh, on that one. Yeah, no, we... Wow. Yeah. See, so this is the thing, right? I went into this in my mind with the picture of this thing that me and a friend were kind of obsessed with for a period of months. And that was kind of it. I just knew that it never came out. I didn't know any of this shit. And yeah, I was like finding, a really I was fun finding, discovery. Yeah, I was finding articles on like GameSpot and stuff that are somehow still up from like 2006. And they're going into some of these filings and stuff. And I'm like, wow, how did I miss this? <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, like, I wonder, because obviously he seems like. Oh, I should actually point out, there was one article that I found where somebody had, like, got a bit of a closer look at the console. Oh. And they'd opened it up. And, like, inside it was, like, the the bones of a fairly basic PC. You know, mm. that's all it really was. Um, which kind of makes sense but for some of the like air ducting for the cooling inside it they just cut a pepsi box and and stuck it in there and they were like oh no that's just for the prototype we've actually got some other stuff coming and it was just i was looking at it i'm like you've just put a pc in a box and then went uh yeah we need some air cooling uh i don't know we're out of parts like what is this That's amazing. Yeah. This is like when set designers are like, well, we need to make like computers. And it's like, just put flashing lights in yeah. this bit. Yep. Amazing. Like, yeah. I, like I, I'd love to know whether the intention was that this would ever work or whether it was just a scam all along. I th- like my, my gut feeling, like having seen some of this information, is that it was mostly a scam. Mm. Like the, the initial stuff with the phantom like the the Siftera stuff sounds like it could have worked but the people running it were not in it for the right reasons um like the idea yeah, no smart idea yeah the like, idea is clearly works and, and shopify exists well yeah plus not only that but like, at the time it was an idea that a lot of people didn't have like yeah. it was a futuristic idea of something that could legitimately work yeah um but you're talking to those but you're talking about like 2002 the stuff they were trying to build with the phantom like there was no way that was going to work with the technology available so they no. must have just been out to rip people off and I've got I just feel sorry for the people that were sold an idea and ended up working at that company. 
You know what I, I mean? I wonder if there's people that have worked on worked on the Phantom or Subtera and have now gone on to do better things and have been like, oh, yeah. not putting that on the CV. Yeah, like it was actually kind of hard, even though this was like in the 2000s, it was kind of hard to find information about this. Yeah. Because all it is is like news stories about Tim Roberts, but there's not really, no one's really talked to the people that work there. Oh, I'd love to jump on LinkedIn and see if anyone's got yeah. that. Yeah, well, you wouldn't though. Just really sad <laughs> out of work. Yeah, developers. you can curate your own LinkedIn. I would just leave that the fuck off there. Yeah, be like, oh, you know, I just, I uh, look, I had some time off. I went on a holiday. Do you know if he's up to anything at the moment, old Tim? Um, I haven't heard anything. Shawshank, the musical. Um, like I said, 2015 is kind of where the stuff I had found ran out. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if he is in jail or what's happening, but my gut feeling is he's not allowed to run any more companies ever. <laughs> The thing I, like, I don't think he's allowed to run a coconut shy at well, school fair. They only issued him like a five-year ban from operating oh a company. Oh, God. And that's why he got back in. But, but I would I would imagine for the second time around, they're like, just stop, man. But did he run anything before? Before Infinium. Yeah. Yeah, like a bunch of companies. Successful? Well, there was one as part of that hard OCP uh, report. Like there was one that he did with his brother and there were a couple actually it looks like that he got involved with, with his brother. We always had some cash behind him. Yeah, well, they, they seemed like a much smaller focus, so they were a mm. little. They were either more achievable or they just like swept under the radar, kind of thing. Interesting. Um, flew under the radar. That's the right phrase. Um, mm. Swept under the rug. Flew, but yeah, flew under the rug. It was yeah, just I yeah. Got, I got stuck reading this stuff yesterday. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Oh, thanks very much, Mike. Yeah. That was really entertaining and also. <laughs> really kind of depressing seeing some of the parallels of things that happen now yeah um yeah cool if, if, they, if they had just waited like 12 years they might have been able to actually do it that's the thing oh my god maybe he's a consultant at google no i'm gonna say he's not though <laughs> that they've got him in the like ideas department and what they do is they just have him in his own ideas department and everything he says they're just like yeah, or they just go, yes, Tim, and then they put it in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, it's the ideas that he comes up with that they're like, yeah. this is what we should avoid. They've got a, an email rule set up so that it just sends anything from Tim Roberts to the bin. Straight to the bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. Now you've annoyed me because I just remembered Google Inbox is being sunset. Yeah, I've already, like, I, I, they love to shut things down, so I've already transitioned from Inbox back to Gmail. I like Inbox. I think oh, it's yeah. a really good way to manage no. your personal emails. Work yeah. emails, I don't really rate, but... Yeah. The, the thing I miss is bundles, man. Those bundles are so good. Bundles are great. And yeah. also done. I like that on personal yeah. emails. I mean, that's like all it was doing under the hood was archiving. Yes. And marking is red. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of got Gmail set up to the point where it can do pretty much the same stuff, but it can't do the stuff like around trips when it would book, when it would get together all your bookings. Zoop, bundle it all in and yeah. put it in. Yeah. I miss that. I hope it's still going to have all the wicked calendar integration. I mean, that's part yeah, of Gmail or anything else, yeah. but. Well, on that semi-depressing note, shall we give it a wrap? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Let's Thank f- finish the rest of this beer and go and find some goddamn food. Yeah, this is going to be a messy afternoon otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening to Hey Brew. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, listeners. It's us from the future. And then I guess the other one would say something awful like, my God, you won't believe what happened to Japan. Yeah, that but less racially tinged. Would be good. My God, you won't believe what happened to Nebraska. My God, you won't care what happened to Nebraska. Can you believe what Kim Kardashian did? God, I sure love my iPhone 11. Beer in the future is full of glitter, it turns out. Yeah, my insides are bleeding. And I can't believe I've watched OJ's sex tape. It's us from the future. And what do you mean Gary Newman's back? Da-da-da-da-da-da.
<laughs> I was thinking Gary Coleman, and I couldn't remember, so I ran with Gary Newman and went with cars. <laughs> oh, my God. We have social media accounts now. Um, we've got Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yep. The um, username for all three is Hebrew Podcast, or one word. We tried to be funny for this segment, as as with the rest of the podcast. It was so hard. It was very difficult. Yeah. There's also an email address. Yeah. So if you ever want to send us any kind of feedback, information, you want to uh, vehemently um, diss us mm. over a rap track, but written. Uh, or like a recorded mp3 i'll listen I mean, to I, it yeah i guess they could yeah uh what's the email address uh, it's hello at heybrew.zone that's hello at heybrew.zone yes awesome